You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast that will probably go to hell. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by androgynous angel Ben Chapman. Shia LaBeouf was in this movie. Did you know that? I did, because one of my notes that I was just trying to figure out what it meant says, what the fuck, he's in this? And I was like, oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf was in this. I just typed his name in the caps. <laughs> just do it. Uh, and that voice. <laughs> yes, is our guest. If you listen to the mini episode where we didn't name him, for fear nameless <laughs> uh it is probably not other origin stories probably their it's number one fan mm-hmm. boy. uh it, it is our friend brian schulte brian god damn <laughs> i'm sorry could you spell schulte we need to write that down i, I don't Schultz know wasn't the problem <laughs> son of a bitch my, my uh, major he... my major debut and you you mispronounced my first name not my last name it is Ryan Schulte, our our good friend. Uh, I've known Schulte for, oh God, like fifteen years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right. I, I know Schulte's a longtime friend because if you go to Facebook on uh, my profile pictures and you rewind like the wrong way, he shows up almost right away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's he's right game. in there. <laughs> that's a fun game to do is when you when you friend someone or someone friends you on Facebook, just hit the back button go to their and first see the picture. very first picture. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't know a lot about them. <laughs> It's like an emo flashback. Folks. That's why I untag myself from all photos. <laughs> Smart. Clever. So uh, we saw a movie, huh? We watched Constantine, and uh, this is the movie that I specifically wanted to have Schulte on for because he is a big Hellblazer fan, and Schulte is the type of person who maintains like the childhood innocence where he just enjoys things. <laughs> yeah, and not and that is not in a sarcastic or put down way. I mean in a way no, where I, I wish in a lot a, of ways Schulte has like a, that. Yeah, it, it, an, an upbeat attitude about literally everything. So uh, it's kind of a third co-host this podcast may has always needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need somebody who actually enjoyed the thing we're talking about. I inject the positivity. Yeah, so it would also be nice to have somebody who's... I mean, you've read the entire Hellblazer run, correct? Yeah, like all 360-something issues. Damn, wow. There plus, we go. Plus the the New 52 redo and then the current one, which is actually pretty good. So you must love the TV show, then. <laughs> oh, God, I watched two episodes and then <laughs> it was done. It was just bad. Isn't that a shame? Because it seems really, like I, I done it, right. It, it seems actually like... pretty decent. Uh, no, the dude was just such a wiener, and uh. <laughs> it was on NBC, so you knew it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, but can you imagine like a, a proper like HBO, AMC, like AMC, yes, like yes. show w- given the proper writers and the proper actors? Because mm-hmm. I mean, Hellblazer plays plays really episodically, so it would be an amazing yeah. TV show. I don't know. And also, I mean, like the elevator pitches, it's like a guy who's damned going around trying to deal with the fact that demons and stuff are real. Yeah, there's not a lot of setup. Yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty sweet elevator pitch for a TV show. Oh, yeah. Man, it's a shame. So Schulte, Schulte is a huge fan yep. of Hellblazer. I've read like the first two or three trades and then I read the trade where he gets lung cancer. Yeah. And I read uh, City of Demons, the one where the people take his blood when he's at the London hospital. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I read that one just because I love the dude who did the art for that. Uh, and that also has like a great Joy Division joke in it. Uh, so, I, like, I know a little bit about Hellblazer. Yeah. I'm right there I with knew. you. Yeah, I have a scattered uh, uh, appreciation uh, for it because I've read only like bits and pieces, but I've read a lot of lore online. I should have cataloged what ones I've read, but I know it. I've read some. I, I basically, 
have picked up some over the years, and then I actually went online and found like top ten lists of like from from good sources. Of, like what what are like the the essential Hellblazers and Rhythm things like uh, Hold Me and uh, whatever one where he t- where he's in prison is a really good one, and a bunch of those kind oh, of. Yeah. Um, the uh, the like the, the really the top hits. So I I I'm a huge fan conceptually of of, of the Hellbreaker. Yeah, the prison story is really good. Ben is a huge fan of a lot of concepts, not a lot of executions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I definitely have a working knowledge of a lot of comic book franchises, but no one that I've dove completely into. We'll Jack of all trades. You should do it for this one. I should. I do like Hellblazer a lot, and it's passed through a lot of really good writers' hands and mm-hmm. some bad ones. I, I do have his uh, his first appearance. I mean, it's in a trade paperback, swamp but I do have the first nice. appearance, yeah, in the Swamp Thing. Yeah. So I was a huge fan of the Alan Moore run. Anyways, though, so that's that's sort of where we're coming from on this one. Uh, Schulte will be here to tell us all of the things we don't know about. <laughs> but before we get into the movie, let's real quick do a, uh, a by the numbers. What do you guys think the budget for this film was? It had to be high. There's a lot of, of clumsy CGI in here. Yeah, like the the liquor falling out of the guy's mouth. That was kind of clumsy. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It wasn't uh, great. No, not good. Uh, but it was 2005. Everyone's still kind of reeling from 9-11, so they had other things to think about. I'm going to use that excuse for a lot of things in this movie. Um, 2005? That was so <laughs> Look, it, was, it was a hard day for us all, so folks. Some people didn't forget, okay? <laughs> yeah. True. I guess um, there's also some scenes where 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 uh, uh, <laughs> where he is Keanu Reeves is definitely like jogging in front of a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna put it. I don't know, like 80, 85, 85 mil. Okay. Yeah. Schulte, you have a I, guess. Every time I listen to you guys do this, I don't understand the industry. Apparently, uh, I'm just gonna say two hundred million. I'm gonna say ten dollars. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say a million dollars. I'm gonna say a dollar. Same guess. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm gonna say a hundred dollars and a scratch off. Uh, ben, right? it was a hundred dollars and two scratch offs. No, uh, it actually cost a hundred million dollars, which is shocking to me because there's the CGI is not good enough, and the movie's not that long, and there's like four sets. Yeah, like so I don't where know does what that rate? Hundred million dollars. Holy shit. They must have spent a lot of it on really not super well done uh, CGI. Now, how much do you guys just in the U.S.? I think it's going to be low because I did not hear a lot of fanfare about this movie when it came out. Uh, because it's an obscure character, mm-hmm. and yeah. Keanu Reeves was not at the top of his game at the time. Was so. he? The Matrix came out before this. How really? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Never mind. This is this is this is so been. This would have been top game. Oh, tough. I'm going to say 120 mil over that. So 20 mil over over budget. Okay. Schultz? I'll go with that, too. Seems yeah. right. Use me as a baseline. It's cool. It's I'm going cool, to cheat up, Ben. <laughs> well, you're both wrong. It only made $75 million domestically. Oh. Worldwide, <laughs> it made, worldwide, it made $230 million. So oh, it was well, okay. successful worldwide, but... Uh, does the rest so of the world just not have as good a taste as we do, or what's going on here? They're always, uh, they always makes more money. I guess the world's bigger. Than yeah, there are. You know, there's only 300 or so, so million people in the United States, right. and there's I think you know seven billion everywhere we'll just, else. What is it that that coming out? It's fine. Also, they love things with demons in them. Yeah, true. Yeah, heavy yeah. Catholicism leading. They love they love script. spectacle. Yeah. This movie comes in at 67th on the list of comic book movie adaptions and 70th if I adjust it for 2015 inflation. That's pretty low. Wow. It's not great, yeah. Mm. Mm. Now, 
uh, let's go ahead and just jump into this thing. The movie starts in an interesting point for me because the first there's a title card that appears, and the title card is a lie. And so I was like, well, that's not even true. And that like really threw it? me off. The title card is uh, the Spear of Destiny is the spear that punctured the side of Jesus, which is true. And then it says it's been lost since World War II. It hasn't. It's in a museum. In Vienna. Well, now that Constantine returned it. Nope, it's been there since the end, since the middle of World War II. It was actually reclaimed on the day Hitler shot himself. That's what the Illuminati want you to think, Pogues. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of bummed out by that because I was like, "Well, that's not true." Hey, and they know, even use the they even use the the version that they use the like the image of what the Spear of Destiny is is the one that's in the museum. Like, there's like three of them. So someone they, Googled it, just not far enough. They just did yeah. Only somebody just search. read the very beginning of the yeah. Wikipedia page. And was like, holy <laughs> shit, this goes on for a long time. Also, you said it was retrieved in World War Two. Yeah, by, it was inside. Wait, of a, was it American retrieved, soldiers? Was it retrieved by by uh, by Wolverine or by Captain America? <laughs> I'm talking about in real life, Ben. But <laughs> I know, but who can write that story, right? Come I, on, you would think. They, <laughs> I guess Captain America was already frozen by then, so it would have had to have been Wolverine. I want to read that story. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it opens up him discovering it kind of in the basement of a building. Of a burned-out church, I believe, is what it's supposed to be yeah. in, I guess, Mexico? Sure. Let's vague, just say Juarez. Vague South, South American country, yeah. Where it appears to be, like, in the middle of the desert, but a car comes flying down the road at roughly 3,000 miles per hour. Yeah, that was weird. I thought the car fell, like, out of the sky. Like, it was yeah. so sudden. And, and like, I don't know, I was just gonna say, I don't know if this is, like, just because I've seen so many movies, but as soon as they cut to the shot of his back, I'm like, well, a car's gonna drive up and hit him. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't right. remember this scene from the movie, but I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty telegraphing, this car crash. It didn't look real. It looked so bizarre. Which, And of all things to do in a movie, faking, like, a guy getting hit by a car is kind of an easy one. You just have a slow shot of a stuntman rolling over a car that you speed up a bit. Like, well, he didn't roll over it. The car no. exploded. It was like he was a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also not how the Spear of Destiny works, but whatever. We won't go through that. <laughs> well, it doesn't work anyway. It's not a real thing. <laughs> True. True. It really doesn't. Well, he just like immediately got possessed as soon as he touched it. It's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm a demon And now. I didn't it's understand powerful. it because I'm like, the spear is not evil. Yeah. yeah right. Well. So that's what I didn't understand is what was possessing him. And then the There's movie decides movie to I do not understand. move on from this character for about a half hour. <laughs> yes. It is insane how little they care about this character. After or, this. or his his actually, like, good-looking wife-beater friend. Like, why is that guy just, like, searching for trash? He should be out modeling. It's a solid point. I know yeah, exactly he was a good-looking dude. <laughs> like, why about him? Yeah, like, why aren't you in trash? just went really weird. <laughs> and I noticed things. Sorry. Schulte is super into extras. You don't have. I guess that guy did have a speaking line. Look, we all notice attractive people, Pogues. Don't be weird. Yeah, especially when they're digging in trash for some weird reason. Yeah, finding... inside of a burned down church. Like, what the fuck yeah. were they planning on finding? Lost his cell phone. Uh, yeah. Well, then after this, we go to uh, John Constantine doing an exorcist in what you think is South America, but is actually still Los Angeles. So. I, I'm just jumping in here because I have a big thought about this moment. I had, I liked this scene a lot, but not in a Constantine movie. Does that make sense? Yes. Because this is fucking cool, but it's not Hellblazer. You know what I mean? It's confusing. I don't know how to feel about it because him like running in and like throwing shit out windows and like it's it's a little action heroy for him. 
And you don't get a really good introduction to what John Constantine would be like because he's a con man who doesn't really have powers. He can't really just hold a girl down and like chant at her face and succeed. I don't know. There had to have been like an extra trick at play, but you don't get that vibe. Yeah, he was probably using. I, I got the impression he was using some sort of like constrained spell or something. He was just real sure. subtly about. Yeah. But yeah. But the whole mirror. Chilton, concept, does he have magic powers? Yeah. Oh yeah, he has magic. I thought he did too. Okay. Yeah. But. The, the elements that are at play here are awesome. He pulls out the keychain of various, like, emblems and yeah, holds it really up to cool. the light and finds the right one to know where to go. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, this is good. The one she reacts to, he's like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's clever shit. That's that's Constantine shit, like like knowing the, the lay of the land, you know, being that sort of, like, drunk, begriz- uh, bedraggled Batman kind of situation. I like that. And then the idea that he knew instantly to, like, rig a mirror up, he knew some sort of, like, almost old wives trick to, to succeed, which is, like, trap it in a mirror, which almost yeah. sounds like a joke. Yeah. All that, perfect. But it also didn't feel, I don't know, didn't feel right. Didn't feel very nuanced. It was very, this, this like, action movie start. I don't know. But it was, it was a really awesome scene. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are or not. No, I like that scene a lot, too. It was, it was really good. It was, uh... I actually like pay attention to specifically the first time he came into the the scene. It, it was really it, for me it nailed John Constantine, except for you know he wasn't blonde or British, but we'll forget about that. He did not look like Sting. Yeah, he didn't look yeah. like Sting. Who the character was based he also, by? Yeah, he also didn't look like he was you know disheveled. He comes what? in, he looks like a fucking model. No way, man. He, well, that's the thing is Constantine's a pretty ass dude, but he's still disheveled. He has the um, the loose tie, you know the. The, the trench coat that at some point is a story arc where it's, it's so so dirty that it comes to life, but you know you have to read that on your own because <laughs> um, it's possessed. Uh, yeah, I mean they had the real they, they pulled off the disheveled swagger that Constantine has. I thought I missed the coat though. Gotta say it. It almost feels like they wanted him to look like Neo. Yeah, so, yeah, they're probably making on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole movie feels like another movie most of the time. And then at points it drifts into the Hellblazer world really well and then just jumps right out of it. There's definitely there's some definitely some Hollywood beats in this. Uh, this is the scene where we're introduced to Shia LaBeouf. Uh, this is like his second role, I think. Really? That's it? I think it might be a second motion picture role, maybe third. What is he, is, is he fresh off holes? Oh, this just must be third because he was in iRobot before this. Was he? <laughs> Solid he was start. recommended. He was recommended for this movie by Will Smith. What? <laughs> Let that sink, guys. His whole how he's a celebrity makes zero sense to me. I don't uh, understand. Don't forget the Even Stevens. movie. I was gonna say, yeah, Even Stevens <laughs> and Charlie's Angels full throttle. Wait, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. None of us saw that. Man. Even <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh oh. Sorry, I'm on the IMDb page. Don't blame me. Oh. Uh, I feel like Schultz, he might have seen it, though. <laughs> <sighs> nah, man, that ain't me. But, like, obviously we don't know enough about him now, but we all just saw this movie, so we know the whole span of his character. He is pointless. Yeah. Pointless. That's what I kind of didn't like, because Chaz in the comic book is, like, this big British guy that just has this loyalty to Constantine and drives him around everywhere, and, and Constantine just takes advantage of him all the time, like, bumming, bumming money from him and eating dinner with his family. And instead, they chose like this little tiny prepubescent kid. They made prodigy. him an they made him an apprentice. Is what yeah, they yeah, which was not yeah. paid off on. No, well, barely. wasn't it? Barely, wasn't it? <laughs> the answer, folks, is no. It was not. 
Never. Not even close. I, the thing I enjoyed about this movie was when I saw Rachel Weiss and I was like, oh, yeah, remember before she won an Oscar and she was in a bunch of really shitty movies <laughs> like The Mummy, The Mummy 2. <laughs> the Mummy like 5. Those, no, she was just in 1 and 2. No? Okay. She just wanted to get out. She won an Oscar and she was like, I'm There's not There's no Mummy 5. I just wanted to pretend like they keep making those movies because I feel They're like they do. They're supposed to be them. Mummy 5, Just Deserts. Get it? Just did. Uh, no, yeah, I get it. Get it. I get it. I, I, I cancel this podcast. <laughs> I, I didn't want to acknowledge it, but I got it. Uh, did you guys also think that that church or that hospital had like a pretty wicked pool set up for yeah. rehab? Like, yeah. that's, like, that's that is nice. a that is the like Las Vegas casinos of churches. Like it's got a big facade and like heavenly cross. It was bizarre. Did you yeah, guys? I, uh, sorry, I want to go back to the last the the, the previous scene. One, yeah. For one more thing. Did you guys, this part always frustrated me in the movie, when, when that one guy, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and looks at the, the demon, even though John told him not to, and then they're trying to get that mirror out of there, and he just jumps off and starts pulling the rope instead of just tilting the mirror to get it out the window? Yeah, like, it angle like, it. Just angle it, maybe. Just, I mean, clearly, <laughs> John Constantine has never helped a friend move out of an apartment. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's never seen that episode he doesn't, of Friends. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would help you. Get it? Get it? <laughs> exactly. That's a joke for old people. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. Um, so another conceit in this film, which kind of bummed me out, is uh, by the time this movie was made, the Catholic Church had changed its views on suicide, and it's not a mortal sin, as long as you're suffering from like some form of depression. They can do that? Yeah, yeah, they they said that because they as they understood more and more about psychology, they realized that you're not in sound mind, so your actions cannot be deemed as being in your right mind. So it's and, no longer a, you, if you commit suicide, you can still be buried in a church. You don't go to hell. But God's got to pass off on it. So they read it on a piece of paper and they just fire it right. up there. He's got to sign each one. As long as long as the Pope said it, man, <laughs> you hold true on earth, I'll hold true in heaven. I love all of the bizarre shit in Catholicism. <laughs> Some of the best guys. Look up the cadaver uh, synod. It's probably one of the greatest dumb things you'll ever read about. They Don't dug me. up a Pope and put him on trial. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> were, you guys, were you guys as shocked as I was? How easy it is to escape that psych ward? Oh, you mean just by opening the door and yeah, just away? You'd be like, I'm leaving now. Like, if you're suicidal, you just kind of do what Also, shit. I really feel like that door to the roof would have been locked. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Especially at a hospital that has a psych ward. Right, right. That was now that the sweet. devil unlocked it, guys. Come on. All right. Uh, did you also notice all the sweet Dutch angles in this movie? There like, are all the shots of... that are like a, a kilter? Yeah, a lot of Dutch tilts happening in here. Wow, I have a note that just says Trump was right. And I don't know what the fuck that Was means. it about Mexico? Was it about Mexico? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> started dying. I wish that at the next rally, Trump just, like, broadcast just the montage of that guy, like, charging across the border. Like, with yeah, the... Like, Look, he's coming to take your jobs. What will you do? He's killing your cows? No more he's hamburgers? In, he's invincible? He's right. killing all your CGI cows? Look, you just killed a white person. He's 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 walking up a road that seems to just dead end at a fence. I don't know. I don't know why. Why that was put there? That was the wall. Also, when they cut to the um, when they cut to the 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 the, the hospital, the psych ward earlier on, uh, it says Angel City uh, when they come yeah. in. 
Yeah. Which is, I, I googled that. I'm like, oh, is that like a place that John Constantine is known to be at nope. a lot? No, it's actually only in the comic book world under Black Scorpion's protection. A hero that you've never heard of because he was, he was he was a hero, a comic book hero created by none other than Roger Corman. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything about this. So I have no idea. I, I I don't think they were trying to relate to that. There's no reason that they would. I think they're just like, oh, we're doing this movie about demons and stuff. Let's just call it Angel City. Let's no, call but... it On the Noseberg. I uh, it's supposed to take place in Los Angeles. It's Angel City. I did not see that yep. until I watched this movie, guys. <laughs> I just assumed it was in Los Angeles because nope. everything was like pine, there's palm trees and stuff. No, I think I, I think I did see that too, but I think that was on the cab, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the cab. I believe said Angel yeah. City cab. Yeah. Nope, guys. That shows this is this is not my movie. Hey, did anybody else think that that Angel, that Gabriel, should have been played by David Bowie? Yeah. Uh, well, Al. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't want David Bowie in this movie, and I love Tilda Swinton so much. Really? I found her really annoying in this movie. I disagree. I adore Tilda Swinton in like every role she's in. She was good in it. The she's whole outfit mystical. at the end, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, the outfit at the end is a real something. But like, if someone said to me right now, like, oh, TMZ's reporting uh, Tilda Swinton's actually an immortal being, I'd be like, no, that, 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 that checks makes out. Sense. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. That, that lines up. Uh, <laughs> I just want TMZ to report that. I just want TMZ to stop existing, so if Tilda Swinton could take care of that, that she would be my new hero. So I have a question for Schulte. Uh, going forward, we oh, get God. introduced to what is his name? Beam, Be- Beeman? Is he Beeman? What is he? Uh, his friend there Beeman. with all like the gears. Is Beeman? Is that a guy from the books? I don't. That's, I don't, that's not. Neither of those. Neither of those guys are, are in the book, as far as I remember. Now, the thing about John Constantine is he has a lot of friends, like just in the in the movie, but yeah. they always die. And they die because, you know, he lives a dangerous life. And they die usually because of his arrogance. Like, he's like, oh, no, I got this. It's fine. And then they die. Like, sometimes he straight up just sacrifices his friends for the greater good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys, as far as I remember, I mean, there's, you know, like I said, 360-some issues. I don't really remember them. No, the priest is actually, the heavy set priest is actually, like, three characters combined. Mm-hmm. Well, He's the, based the, off of three different characters in the comic book. I don't know why. <laughs> the thing I liked about this movie, one of the few things I liked, was that the characters besides John Constantine all feel like Hellblazer characters. Most of them, at least. Yeah. Like, like Tilda Swinton feels like she's drawn into this movie. And and uh, 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 Beeman feels weird and squirrely and kind of <laughs> like someone that, that would de- uh, like Garth Ennis would write. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, at least visually looks like a, coming out of a Garth Ennis comic, and uh, the like the voodoo uh, uh, club owner. Yeah, he's from the comics. He is from the comics. Yeah, they all feel like they are from a Hellblazer comic, which I was like, okay, they're nailing this. The problem is, is they didn't nail John Constantine because Keanu Reeves is boring as a puddle in this movie. He has no charisma. He doesn't that's, make any funny jokes. Yeah, that's one of the problems with him is that it. John Constantine's a really cocky, charismatic guy. Like you, you, he's so annoying and obnoxious, but yeah. you love him because he's so charismatic. He draws people into his world, even though <clears throat> that their life is in danger by doing so. Yeah. But they, they're still kind of compelled to him. He just kind of gravel-talked and was a dick to everyone. Yeah, the only funny part, and this was <laughs> practice I'm an immature 13-year-old boy, was, <laughs> was when she's like, do I need to get naked for this? And he's like, stops and thinks, and she's like, John... And he's like, I'm thinking. That was yeah, funny that to was, me. 
That was that's, a good joke. That's decent, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite joke. line, which wasn't a comedy line, was him just saying, pulling demons out of little girls. Who's that for? <laughs> oh, no. I did not pay attention to that line. Pulling oh. demons out of little girls. Who's that for? <laughs> for a website, I want to run. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. That is a weird line. Like, mm-hmm. just straight up, in all context, strange. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's talking to Tilda Swinton. Uh, Gabriel, whose character is also very confusing. I guess she's a half, like, breed? I didn't yeah. get it. They called her a half-breed, but she's clearly an angel, so I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, yeah. that's unclear in the, in the movie. She's in, well, he is in the um, comics quite a bit, and as like a, a protagonist, or I'm but sorry, an- the, antagonist. In the comic books, he's the Archangel. Yeah. Gabriel. I don't think this was supposed to be the Archangel Gabriel. But that's what I wasn't sure of, because they named him, him her. tough. Because yeah. angels aren't so. supposed to have gender. They're supposed to be male and female at the same time. Which I guess picking an androgynous person like Tilda Swinton can play. Yeah. It's probably it has the call. intention there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought David Bowie would be perfect. Yeah. True. Because yeah. uh, Tilda doesn't really wear anything particularly feminine. She's in a suit in the beginning. Later on, the she's, she's in some sort of like weird all-white bondage outfit. Yeah. Still, I didn't know still, what the fuck was going on there. Still non-specific, so I think they definitely were... There's definitely the points like that, like some of the character choicing, some of the, 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 the casting beyond Keanu makes sense. It, it, it makes it seem like someone's getting this movie, but yeah. then can't get it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's a few like Easter eggs, too. Like They talk about how <clears throat> her sister, Isabella... Is at Ravenscar, which was the hospital he was at when he went crazy. Oh. Yeah, like yeah, like when he when he tried to summon that demon to fight the other demon to save that girl Astra, he, all his friends died and Astra's soul got taken to hell and he like lost his shit and cracked and he had to be institutionalized for a long, long time and that was Ravenscar was the hospital he went to for that. Wow. There you go, shit. guys. Yes. Yeah, Bringing so... that detailed knowledge. I will say this is something I saw that. Uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay, the, who originally wrote it, uh, he wrote it for a British actor and for the movie to take place in like London and New York. That makes more sense, yeah. And nobody wanted the script, so he changed it to an American in Los Angeles, and the movie got picked up almost instantly. <laughs> yeah, oh, that definitely makes a lot of sense. It's definitely clear that nobody wanted to bite on an authentic Hellblazer movie, so they had to they had to polish it. They had to tweak it. You know, to, to fit an audience, which is a shame because that 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 definitely. Yeah, so I feel like there was a lot of stuff probably in this movie that was done because the studio was like, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. There's also another uh, to speak to Schulte saying. There's another reference where he says uh, he talks to her about it's dangerous, and he's like, I don't need another ghost following me around. That's a reference to as Schulte said, a lot of his friends die, and yeah. then their ghosts haunt him. Yeah. Well, so to talk to the writing credits too is is. Uh, Jamie Del- uh, De Delano, I think is the name, who wrote a few Hellblazers, I think. Uh, well, definitely at least one. Um, if, well, he's giving credit for the uh, the story, but not the screenplay. Him and Garth Ennis are both involved in the writing in some way. And then the other writers, the screenwriters, uh, both wrote... Um, one of them wrote Glimmer Man. If yes. If you're familiar with that one at all. And the other if one... Never wrote... seen Glimmer Man. Please go watch it. Hmm. The other one wrote 
The other one wrote Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. These guys have some chops. Uh, did you see what one of them's going to be writing next year or this year? Constantine 2. That's right. They Wait. apparently greenlit a sequel, but they don't know if Keanu Reeves is going to be in it or if it's going to be a reboot. <sighs> I, I call it a reboot. I just happened to see it, so I, I looked into the details. Anyhow, <laughs> put, uh... pushing this forward, we, we talk about Tilda, we talk about Beeman. When he's like, when he shows up and he's showing off all those gadgets, yeah. I again was sort of back into this because I'm like, oh yeah, Constantine like pulling his friends to bring him like con man shit, like a little like scream, like there's like a bean thing or like a it's not it, they the Beatles. It, yeah the Beatles and the Dragon's and, Breath which and is the Dragon's illegal. Breath and yeah all that a shit Dragon's Breath thing annoyed me in this movie yeah what I just it was such it a Hollywood a scene. <laughs> to be like, you can't, I didn't think you could get this anymore. And then he turns around and just, like, waste part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was weird. But I like... It's like, uh, wow, this is the last antelope. And then walking up and just breaking its neck, you know? I don't know why it's an antelope. <laughs> it's a weird, weird scenario you just created. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, just, I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. What fetish you have. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at a certain website. I, you know... Sure, sure. But it, it, it then the movie as a, as it progresses into this like trying to get this story under underway, which the story is never clear. It's like sort of like about investigating the death of uh, Rachel's sister Isabel, uh, who committed suicide, which apparently is maybe part of a larger plot to bring back a like a, the son of Satan yeah. to yeah, the human that- realm. I but found that... this movie, like, I don't consider myself a dumb person, and I watch a lot of movies. I had a really hard time figuring out the plot of this film. The problem is, is no one gave you the plot until the very class. late yeah. in the movie. Well, like, all of a sudden, when Gabriel shows up, I'm like, I remember that happening because I, you know, I'd seen the movie before. But, like, watching it again, I'm like, there's nothing that leads you to know that this is, like, you have no idea what's going on. You just right. think it's the the Mexican guy. Or Hispanic guy, to be politically correct. And they keep uh, jumping back to show him, like, running somewhere. And you're like, I don't know where he's going. Yeah. I don't know who would have a reason to, to do anything to Isabel. I don't know that there's a larger, like, battle at play with the Son of Satan. I don't know any of this until, like, half the movie's gone. It's so yeah. strange. It, well, I just found that, like, really hard to follow. Because then at the end, you know, she explains while she's do- why she's doing it. And I'm like, this movie has, like, 20 minutes left. This is really late in the game. Be told the plot of a film, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a it, like it's a very convoluted plot that really relies on you somewhat understanding like a religious like the religious standpoint she's trying to get behind. Yeah, you know, what I mean, she's like, you know, you guys are only worthwhile when you suffer, so I'm going to make you suffer so that you're worthwhile for God's love. I'm like, that's kind of a heady concept for people who don't give <laughs> shit about religion. Yeah. Like, if you're just an average moviegoer, you're going to be like, wait, what? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that was me. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who's doing me. Oh, here he is. He's right here. It's right here, guys. It's me. <laughs> average movie. Yeah, goer. I was like, at first, too, when she said it, I was confused. I was like, wait, she's going to kill everyone on Earth just because she wants John Constantine to be a good person? And I was like, oh, she means humans are only good when they're yeah. like, She just met John Constantine. Yeah, also, we jumped quite a bit there. Well, we can go back. I, yeah, I just... It's your show. I'm just a guess. Let's, let's, speaking of going back, uh, the scene where um, Rachel Weiss's character, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, as Oh, shit. What's her name? I don't really... It doesn't matter. Uh, she she uh, watches the security footage of her sister committing suicide, yeah, and yeah. she... The girl says Constantine, and she writes it down, and then her cell phone rings. And her fax machine, and her landline. 
and her and other they, phone. Then as they start zooming out, I'm like, she lives in later. We see it. It's a four room apartment. She must have at least 12 phones in that apartment. It is insane. Like as they zoom out, all these phones are ringing. I'm like, why would you ever own that many phones when you live in an apartment? Like it's, you need two tops. And you remember how weird 2005 was before? I don't remember it being that weird. Before <laughs> smartphones. Before you, you think Pogue's exaggerating, I rerouted and countered because I was confused when it happened. Seven rings go off. <laughs> yeah, there's, and they're all different. So you know they're yeah. coming different devices. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> it's like it's like, like calling her neighbor who's just like, hello? What? And once again, what, what did that mean? Who was calling her? What was... I don't think they ever resolved that. Nope. No. No, they just make... a cut scene or... A lot of these scenes were made just for the sake of the scene. Like, can we make something creepy happen? All right. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's what it means. It means quit asking questions. In 10 years, this won't be a scary scene because everyone has one phone. <laughs> In 10 years, people will be like, what the fuck is that box with a phone connected to it? It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Why so is there probably... paper coming out of it? I didn't know they had 3D printers back then. <laughs> My 3D printer is printing a scary thing. It's spooky. <laughs> I can't wait for that movie to come out. Um, uh, but God, let's make that right now, actually. Yeah, this right? Quick this podcast. is a genius concept. We'll get a Google Doc going. We'll write this script right now. I have a haunted 3D printer. <laughs> it prints a skull, and then three days later, you die. Basically, it's most oh. horror films. It printed a small figurine of me being murdered. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, God. I love it. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go, guys. Uh, so... Also, was was this... Gavin Rosdale in this movie? Yeah, yeah, he's the, the lead singer of Bush. He sure is. And he has some of the worst fucking lines and scenes, just in general. Like, well, in the lines and slash scenes defense, it's not helped by his acting. That's no, for sure. <laughs> no, it sure isn't. Yeah, but the problem is, is that he showed up during a pretty cool scene, which was the nightclub scene with like the like the voodoo club owner, and that whole scene like was weird and I kind of loved it. Like that like that bouncer thing where you had to guess the back of like a tarot card to get in, which is like they never explain it, which is kind of great. I think it's that, just psychic powers maybe. Right, like, but I love it. Like is, is that from the comics? It's inconsistent. I don't it's, think so. It's mystical. It's the kind of like con man stuff that you get where like it's not like insane to imagine how someone might be able to get the the answer to that question, the card. Like, I, you could probably see a magician do that now somewhere in, like, some off, like, Vegas strip show. But, like, the fact that that's, like, their mechanism for letting people in and out was somehow really yeah. entertaining. And then yeah. you go in and people are doing, like, weird magic drugs. And eating people <laughs> yeah. on yeah. neutral grounds. Like, how's that fucking neutral? They're eating people. I mean, good point. And then there's, like, a, there's an angel and a demon, like, lesbian it up, which... Yeah, they're about to have Genesis and start another whole preacher reference. Anyone? No? Okay, cool. Nah. <clears throat> you know, for somebody who listens to the all of the mini-episodes, you should know I've stated I've never actually read all of Preacher. Yeah, I can't Oof. believe that either. Yeah, can you not believe that? It's weird. But um, like the, that scene was great. And then Voodoo Club Owner is the best. Oh, that actor. Papa like, Midnight? Yes, I just want Papa that actor Midnight. to be in like every movie playing a role. I love his voice. I liked his, his delivery, everything. He's got a line where he, uh, like... Is it? I think it is thunder, and he calls it. Uh, it sounds like Satan's stomach is growling at yeah. John, and I'm like, oh, that's a good line. God I damn think, it! I think if anyone besides him said that, it would have came off really cheesy. Well, 
to your point, the moment after he says a couple of cool lines, Balthazar comes in and like says a bunch of garbage, and I immediately was like pissed off. Yeah, finger looking good. Like what? Yeah, that yeah, was that he, was it. When he said that, I was like, this is not only one of the worst lines in cinema history, but it is delivered so terribly. Like it's I imagine if like another actor had done it, maybe it wouldn't have been bad, but it was so over the top. And then after this scene, John Constantine is attacked by uh, a bug crab man. Oh, that was before. That was when he when he came out. Of yeah, the before. Yeah, that's, that's when he comes out of the. My notes are out of order. Doesn't matter. Point is, <laughs> a man made of bugs and crabs attacked him, and yeah. uh, this would be a cool moment for John Constantine to have a, a secret up his sleeve. Uh, he just runs into traffic. Well, he does have the beetle. The beetle was yeah, but like sort of useful. The of this demon is like one. I'm like, he's made of bugs. That car couldn't have crushed that many of them. Also, also remember that illegal dragon fire you had, bro? Like, yeah, right. Pop that out. That seems like a great time to use it. Yeah. Yeah. But he spent it showing it off to no one. <laughs> also, like no one seems uh, like alarmed. None of the cars driving by seem one alarmed that a man is in the middle of the road, yeah. and two that a, like a. a mass of bugs in the shape of a person is just walking around. I wondered about that because it mentions that he has the ability to see half-breeds. Maybe no one could see that guy. <laughs> it's just a crazy man fighting in the street. <laughs> yeah, he's just smashing bugs like at the end when he kicks that crab. Yeah, that was, I want, I'm going to make a gif of that to put online. Like, it's just a, of Keanu Reeves kicking a crab across the street. I did love that, though. There's just that crab, and he just runs up and kicks it. I thought that was actually great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it, felt, also, it felt appropriate. Also, every time he starts coughing, he seems so surprised. Like, how can this be? Yeah. I have lung cancer? How can, I be? Yeah. How, how can this happen? Uh, my favorite part about the lung cancer and the coughing is, it's a runner for, like, the first two-thirds of the movie, and then they're just like, eh, fuck it, I don't want to bring it up anymore. He stops coughing for, like, the end of the movie. It's just really weird. I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess... It's a surprise when it happens. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, oh, it's back. Oh. I, I think at this point, I almost want to move on to the next plot point, but I'm now realizing I don't know where the fuck this movie went at this point. This movie... <laughs> Had a wispy, like 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 ghost like narrative. I was so drifted at every moment of this movie. I don't know where we are. Well, after after the time. crab, after the crab, you went to Papa Midnight's. So we're yeah. right. So like, yeah, the, we already talked about that. Yeah, and then right. when he comes out from Papa Midnight's, that's when Rachel Weisz's character comes and asks him. Yeah, and did you notice she like comes into his house and she just leaves the door open? Yeah, it's that, like, come on, lady, no. shut the door. I mean, maybe she saw those runes, those protection runes on his doorway, and was like, oh, he's probably fine. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. We'll just leave the door open. Yeah, also, protect- did you guys, did you guys notice that his apartment looked like it had been through a house fire? <laughs> well, I think like, it's above the bowling alley. I didn't know they made houses above bowling alleys. I don't oh know. yeah, I don't live in Chicago though, so I don't. I, know I felt, I felt like, yeah. I'm sorry. Ben, ben, are, are there bowling alleys? Are there apartments above bowling alleys? Uh, actually, totally, yeah. I live yeah. above a bowling alley and below another bowling alley. That's a Simpsons <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it does. He he, he lives in like a too shitty kind of place. It's, it's, well, what's it's, weird is like when you look at it and you're like, they're in Angel City, which is clearly you Los know, Angeles, yeah, yeah, some sort of California city. That amount of, like, that apartment, he's probably paying, like, ten grand a month for that. I mean, oh. it's so much real estate. I, I kind feel of, like if you just got, a, like, a mop, it would help out. I, I assume the church was probably playing for it because it seems like he's a, he's a, sort of works for them. I don't know. 
Yeah, that was that was also some of the vagueness. Is it, like when he showed up to talk to Gabriel, I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. And does that priest know that Gabriel's an angel? And what's this weird like church library room with a gigantic <laughs> fireplace? And yeah. that's open to the public because right. a cop it's... is coming in and to talk to a priest about <laughs> to what bargain. Happened. Yeah, bargain with the priest for her daughter or her sister's soul. Yeah, I just the whole thing was very odd. Also, I loved it when they uh, when they cut to like hell when john constantine goes to hell i know what you're gonna say i know what you're gonna say what am i gonna say about how it's weird that there's a traffic jam and there's cars is that it it? it's just the city yeah like as if a nuclear bomb went off we've talked about this before like we talked about this back in the hangar days like really yeah we both were confused because what what did hell look like before cars were invented did they just just are they there like what's going on? There's a lot of there's a lot of skyscrapers here that are like yeah. possibly falling over, and there's a constant wind as if a nuclear blast is going on. I liked how hell looked as far as it just felt like a shitty place I didn't ever want to be. But the cars, the traffic jam, and like the the skyscraper, like the bombed out skyscrapers, just didn't make sense. Do you think that was a call from help from like the Los Angeles people who wrote this, whose lives are just a constant hell of traffic? They're jams? like stuck in the four hundred five. <laughs> yeah, so, this is my like, hell. <laughs> I have to pack a lunch for my car ride home. Here is my thought about this movie as a whole, though. It, 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 they, they talk about this, the, the, obviously, the church element, the Catholic church, God, devil, demon thing is like the whole movie. It's yeah. not John Constantine. It's like a superhero who's a demon hunter. Yeah. <clears throat> That's more what this movie is, which is why they miss the mark tremendously. But also, there is no clear indication of a strong like police presence like you see some detectives here and there at some crimes yeah but there's a lot of general like demons and bug fights and like deaths happening everywhere and no real presence of any police or civic people at all ever it seems like the people in charge is the church because like cops are coming to beg for shit and like <laughs> that's john John's involved in this, like, weird, like, karma system to try and, like, save his life. Yeah, and that's the other thing, like, John Constantine in the comics never was beholden to anybody. Right. Like, he he didn't give a shit about heaven, doesn't care about hell, he's tricked the devil and all his demons multiple times. And there was one point he had a conversation with God, where he was like, hey man, I forget what is exactly over, but he told God, basically, you don't want to let me die because you know I'm going to hell, and if I go to hell, I'm going to run that place in a week, and it's going to be your worst nightmare. Like, he says that's a god, so he's not going to be a guy that's like, hey, am I, am I good yet? Can I come to heaven? Do I have enough points in my card? <laughs> right. Do I got enough punches? My subway card, can I come? <laughs> well, I also, the scene where in, at the end, I'm just going to jump ahead again, when he's being pulled up into heaven, and he starts flipping off the devil. Did any of you guys see this as the end? Yes. yes. Yeah. Where that guy's being pulled <laughs> yeah. up, he's like, fuck you, and yeah, then he starts falling back down. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for, was him to slowly, I was like, did that happen in this movie too? Also, stupid scene, also kind of amazing. Oh, that's <laughs> like a great both. Scene. I, we... it's, it's so stupid, but it's so good. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I... No, I love it. I love the guy, if we're jumping that far ahead, I love Yeah, the guy. fuck it, who cares? Yeah, fuck I it. Guess this... I love, I love the guy who plays the devil. It's, oh, I... Peter Stormare is yeah. the best. He... I yes. love that actor. Yeah, he's great. He just comes in a fully white tuxedo, but he has no shoes on. He has, like, just tar? 
But I, I think see, he, like came from above instead of below. I honestly, I love that actor. <laughs> could not stand the devil in this movie. Thought he was real stupid. Really? No, that was, I thought it was a very stupid portrayal of the devil. That was the only part of this movie that I actually remembered. Starting this movie, I'm like, I just remember Peter Stormare comes in and kicks ass at the end, and like I loved him in this so fucking much. He's it was, he's it was amazing because cool, that that whole pulling the tumors out of his lungs, like that happened in the book. They pulled that from a story in the book. Uh, and I just, I really liked kind of how they played that into, into, into how he like summoned the devil there. Yeah, no, I, I thought that idea was clever because they had set it up earlier that Satan hated him so much that he would come for him. Yeah. And that guy's super creepy. So oh, yeah. that helps. I just felt like because of the universe that Hellblazer takes place in, I'm like, that's not the, that's not Lucifer from that universe. Like this is yeah. like. A different, and I just didn't like that because I've always, I've always enjoyed like DC's version of hell. Yeah, so I was kind of bummed. In his book, his main like demon uh, protagonist, I keep saying protagonist, antagonist, uh, isn't isn't really Satan himself. It's Nurgle for the most part, which is one of like the captains of of hell. Did you say Nurgle? Nurgle, Nurgle, N E R G A L. I'm like Nurgle is. Nervous Garfield's Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys, we're through the looking glass. <laughs> Did you guys read that uh, constant that, that Hellblazer Garfield crossover? <laughs> I mean, they're you making a minute black fucking twenty-two jumps deep cross reference. Why not? Constantine does hate Mondays. He does. Oh Mondays. yeah, that's right. Loves lasagna. Who doesn't? <laughs> um. But can yeah. we talk about Constantine has no fucking jokes? Like, I know we mentioned it. It's pissing me. I wrote about it in here in my notes three times. Like, He's very, be... like, whiny. Yeah. Which I, I didn't like. Like, I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I haven't read as many of them as Schulte has. But the ones I've read, I'm like, he he just doesn't seem like that's his character trait. Is yeah. to be like, I'm like, doing everything and... for you. Yeah, like, fuck it. Yeah, he'd He's... be more like to be like, I don't give a shit, whatever. He's too subservient. He's... Not like witty and sardonic enough, and he's way too sober. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, way too sober. I mean, he had all that water in his apartment, like all those barrels of jugs did of not, water. Didn't that, was that supposed to be holy water? I no, I assumed that was that was just booze. Drinking water? Oh, it was just vodka. Yeah, I was hoping it was just booze. <laughs> he found the only water retailer in, in my, in my head cannon. That's what that was. All right, good to know. I'll he sells ten gallon jugs of vodka. It was insane though, because I like looking at it. I was like, all right, they don't explain what it is, and there are so many of them, and they're in so many shots that I'm like, wow, they really should have said what those are, like, because they are just constantly visible. Craft services just left in there, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were, oh, we weren't supposed to have the room today. Oh, shit. shit. And and at this point, like, I, in this movie, which obviously we've lost a through thread, but. There's a point in like the late, like the third act of this movie, where they've kind of vaguely established that a character we've never seen, the Devil's Son, who's not in the movie, as far as I can tell. Yeah, his, his shadow is. His shadow. So he's not. So a character that we that's in the wings that we don't know about is 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 definitely going to take over the world, and yeah. there's like a vague plot to help him out. At this point, I kind of, like, okay, I'm like, all right, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but that's where we're heading. And then, like, Shia LaBeouf just shoots back into the movie. Like, well, he's, yeah, he's kind of gone forever. Yeah, he shows up in a, the, the best times. And then my other thing was, 
they're, they're leaving Papa Midnight's, and Papa Midnight's, like, blessing them or whatever. It's like, dude, why don't you come with us <laughs> yeah. and help us? You'd probably be pretty clutch. I mean, you're you used to be an awesome witch doctor. Well, I did. Yeah. That was that was another. I don't know if it was really necessarily a joke, but that was another thing when he turns to start blessing John. He's just like, "Come on!" Just walks off. Yeah. I was like, "That's kind of Constantine." To be yeah, like, very Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice that Shia LaBeouf? I I don't know if this was like a character choice, like an actor's choice. Uh, his uh, like he just kept yeah, his, his hat. hat. Is that what you said? Fucking, <laughs> fucking hat. To go his the fucking hat. It's so stupid. No, but, the whole time. I'm sorry. Like he starts with, he's like, John, we can't do that, John. John, what are you talking about? You told me to move the car, John. I'm like, you don't have to constantly address yeah. the person you're talking to by you're their not name. His wife. I, yeah, I, it was insane. In the one scene when they were in the car and he's talking to him, I counted it. He said John eight times in like four lines of dialogue. It was insane. He was like starting and ending them as if he was like in the military. You know, like, <laughs> sir, yes, sir. I was just like crazy. I think I was just like, was that a character choice? Like, he was like, I'm just going to keep saying his name. That's my guy. He's real nervous. And then I guess we're supposed to see him as like a Robin to, to Constantine. They even say that. They say Robin and Tonto. And... Do they? I missed yeah. that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you're my Robin. But what? like, A, as you pointed out, Constantine's himself a loner by his own intention, but people still kind of come into his life that he needs and he's sort of resistant because he knows they'll die. So he's like, has a hard time being close. It would be weird for him to have a full time intern. Like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to give him any advantage. He doesn't seem to be the kind who gives a shit about well, having an intern. The only advantage I could see, because in the comic, he's very. <laughs> it's almost like a running joke that he's this guy that can do all these complicated rituals and. You know, exercise demons and cast this magic, these complex magic spells, but he can't drive. He can't get his license. He's never gotten his license or passed a driving test. So that's why his friend Chaz in the comic drives him around everywhere. So I assume that's what he's using Shia LaBeouf for because he just never bothered to get his license. And he's just like, hey, your job is just to drive me around. So he's an Uber. He's an yeah, Uber driver an that, Uber that driver. wouldn't leave the scene. Right, right. <laughs> okay, all right. I could use an Uber driver like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm all the time just like they leave, and I'm like, oh, I could have used your help with that exorcism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the time. Oh, God. I mean, it's like at least once a week, guys. Right, right. It's a legit problem. Uh, uh, I was trying to think. Oh, nope. It's gone. There was going to be a joke there, guys. It's oh, over. You missed uh, it. it was I great. regret that. I wish we could have heard that joke. It was oh, probably man. pretty spectacular after that sweet Uber Tune exorcism. Tune in the next mini-sode for the full joke. <laughs> It's on the premium premium uh, episode. Yeah. yeah, the episode no one listens to. Yeah, pay for it. Anyhow, let's take a break for an ad. <laughs> Dude, did you have an ad that I didn't know? <laughs> that means fucking Squarespace? amazing. If, yeah, uh, hi, we all I have use... one website platform. <laughs> Me undies. For downloading a mattress. Uh, <laughs> Casper mattress? <laughs> I have one. It's awesome. Do you uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I do. We'll Music. talk about it off air. Shills. Um, Just we'll talk about it off air once I finish downloading this new great book I got from Audible. Now, uh, Just use our code SHILTY and you can <laughs> get a free Casper mattress. Wait, did you say SHILTY? Yeah. yeah, that's my name. I like it. Um, did you notice like some of the bizarre product placement in this movie? <laughs> yeah, like the was it the Ford? Like, no, I didn't actually. What, what do you mean? I think it was a Chevy. Yeah, a I think Chevy. it was a 
it was a Ford or a Chevy. I forget. It was just like so uh, where it's like your time is running out. Dot 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 to buy a new Chevy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what like, the fuck the was that? I feel like they called in the guys from the Fantastic Four movie to punch up the script with that one. Yeah. Uh, there was another one too that was like really crazy. I can't remember what it was now, and I didn't write it down. I'm not gonna lie, listeners. Uh, I this is like some of the worst notes I've ever taken for a movie. <laughs> And part of it was because I watched it in two chunks, and the last half I watched it, I was just watching the movie, like so just legitimately watching it. We wasn't blew really over attention. two big scenes that I want to bring up uh, that were uh, like everything in this movie, both momentarily cool and then momentarily stupid. The one that I'm so torn on is when Constantine goes to hell. Which... Um, there's a couple parts about that bug me, uh, but I also like a bunch. I like that he is prepared like i like these moments where he's like almost like bored with this shit because he's done it so much like he's like oh just give me some water i don't care if it's cold or what just put it on my feet yeah give me a cat but did anybody else is, feel like like kind of cringe when he put those really nice patent leather shoes in there yeah i was yeah, like that oh, come me. on take those off you're just gonna ruin them and so i i felt these moments where it's like he's so like old wives tale about like preparing to do like crazy magic shit it just felt it felt right but then like it seemed too easy to get to hell <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah like all you, you have to do is hold a cat and just look at its eyes water for a and a cat like really <laughs> like, really and that felt like just like the cats are good they're half in and because... half out i'm like really cats are half in hell Oh, yeah, yeah, right? What dicks. does that even mean? But also, later on, he has to use an electric chair to, like, see the future. Those seem to be... It should have been more that. Like, it should have been more like he has to, like, die, almost, yeah. to go to hell and then come back. But to, like, just look at a cat really hard? Well, just like... <laughs> I mean, just like when she wanted to go to hell and see her sister, he, like, held her down and drowned her. Like, yeah, yeah, And she right! almost died. And... <laughs> And then her tub ex- his tub exploded. Yeah. I mean, I assume that he was more adept at that magic, so it wasn't as hard for him. That's what I, that's what I said in my brain. And that she was freaking out when she tried to do it. He had to hold her down. I mean, he, I feel like he could have told her, like, hey, you're gonna, I'm going to drown you, so don't freak out and thrash around with those weird shoes you're wearing. Which you also got in with your shoes on. I'm like, all right, I get she doesn't want to yeah. get naked, but take your fucking shoes off. Shoes, Which shoes man. are the worst? They were the worst. I was I was looking at those shoes and I'm just like, what are those? What are those? What they're are like, those? They were like uh, like prop master Adidas's. Like they weren't really Adidas's. <laughs> she wore them the whole time. But then like, like when he comes out of it, it's cool because she just like thinks she's she's going outside, and when she closes the door, is a noise, and he opens it again, and he's like steaming like hot because he just came yeah. from hell. Yeah. That's neat. Like I want more of that. I want you to see John. And, like, yes, he can do magic, but I think the bit about Constantine that works is that you never can kind of tell if he's capable of magic or if he's just a really good con man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 because in the early, the first, like, the first run or whatever you want to call it that had, like, the 360 issues, he, the maybe, like, the first 50 issues, he didn't really do much magic beyond, like, minor illusions and, like, circle protection circles and that kind of stuff. And then he starts becoming this badass magician. So yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying with that. Does yeah, he have those uh, tattoos in the comics on his arms? He has tattoos on his chest, if I remember right. 
like different wards and runes and stuff. But he doesn't wow, bro, I really set you up as like the the Constantine expert, and you kind of let me down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, there's there's over 400 some issues and 30 years of John Constantine. I feel like I really did let you down, though. But my but, understanding from like you the should Constantine, feel I feel real bad. The Hellblazer that I've read is that he is too nuanced to just be like a superhero. Yeah. He yes, he's got magic. Like he's he's got a trick up his sleeve, but most of the time you can't tell where he's just lying to you and playing a trick. Yeah. And when he's able to actually employ real magic. Yeah. And this movie, he just like does magic like it's no big deal. So these moments where you can't tell, like you leave the room and you come back in and it's like ah I'm hot I went to hell. That sounds like a magician trick they do <laughs> at one of those like like auditorium things where they tell you oh come in I'll show you I talk to your dead. You know your dead like husband and tell you all about him. It feels like a like a trick like that. You know what I mean? The movie should feel that way, but it just doesn't. And it has scenes that almost get there, but then don't quite do it, which is what drove me crazy about this movie. And then he gets a gun, and then he gets a shotgun. Yeah, the gun scene was that never happens uh, in a comic, does it? No, he hates guns. No, he that was um, yeah, he doesn't like guns at all. I found that to be like the most Hollywood. bizarre, like yeah, inclusion where, and he's like assembling it from different things in the room. Yeah, like, you know much I could just be already assembled. Like I didn't understand why, and then what he needed it for because if he just hit them with it gently, they exploded. Yeah, yeah, he, he just needed to make a lathe and quickly <laughs> compose a gun, and then just take a crowbar, yeah. put a cross on and a then, crowbar, and then roll out and jump. Like when, like at some point, Rachel gets ripped through a building. Uh, I'm seeing Rachel because I don't remember her real fucking yeah, name. Yeah, that works. But uh, uh, she gets pulled through a building, and then that's insane. And then John isn't just like fuck or or whatever he would probably do. He he like starts like action hero running through the building. Yeah. with a gun, and it's just I'm like this feels wrong. It's just well, yeah, feel like, while he's doing it, I'm like, what's his end game? Right. Like, what, yeah, like, what does he, he think he's gonna do? Hug on to her yeah. and go with her. No, like in the you're right, Ben, on that. Like in the comic, I feel like Constantine would have just stood there and watched her go, and he would have just been, like, bollocks, and then, like, lit up a cigarette and just right. tried to figure out his next move. Yeah, plan his next move, yeah. not be like, ah, I'm going to charge through with my gun. I'm going to jump this elevator shaft somehow. Yeah, yeah. And run all this way with lung cancer and a heavy smoker. What? Right, awesome. good point. Good How point. <laughs> he doesn't cough there at all. Right. <laughs> How ridiculous was the uh, the gum scene at the end? Oh, yeah, where he, you think he's going to pull out a cigarette and he just pops in some gum? Yeah. He's got magic lungs now! Do you feel Why like that you not was like put in like, by Hollywood? was like, no, he needs yeah. to learn his lesson. Smoking is yeah. bad. No, that was Definitely. put in by some executive that wanted to teach their kids, you know, that gum's cool. You can do that instead of smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, the, the, head of, the head of Double Mint was, was on this feature. <laughs> Winter fresh. Is Double Mint even still a gum? <laughs> I don't know. I had to pick the lamest one that came into my mind. <laughs> I, don't even, I think there's a chance you just picked a gum that hasn't made since like the early 90s. Yeah, the maker of Zoo Stripe was right there. Oh. <laughs> but no, that, that was it right there. Thinking about it back now, that is the pure example why this movie fails and why I would argue with anyone that this is a bad Constantine movie and kind of an okay regular movie is that that scene where he charges through is like the building is like the least – Constantine yeah. thing ever. But the thing is, like the scene you just described, Schulte, where he like lights a cigarette and just says bullocks, that's like an archetype in Hollywood that people love. That's yeah. sort of like 
like like anti-hero cocky badass has always got sort of an off-kilter way of dealing with things you know like 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 i don't know uh, Pliskin from escape from new york you know someone who's like a badass who's always doing things like, every differently. character that jason statham has ever played in a british movie <laughs> right people not american fucking... movies because he's a douchebag in american movies usually that's that's infuriating though is people eat that shit up and constantine's been doing that for fucking ever in the comics all you had to do was bring it onto a film but they did it <laughs> they wrote it out and made him more boring god damn it, it. I, I guess in their defense you are taking a character that is not super popular True. and making a movie and it's going to be a hard sell so they probably bought the rights to hellblazer for super cheap and then we're just like although they spent a hundred million dollars so you know what i don't even know uh, they must have thought they were going to it must have just been the idea of Keanu Reeves and yeah. Rachel Weiss and no, we can't fucking, Yeah, 3D effects and shit like I don't know. It's not a it's not a terrible movie. I just don't think that as far as uh, like a Hellblazer slash Constantine movie, I just didn't think they did a good job with Constantine. No, no, and that's the problem. Is like the 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 story is weak. Yeah, but the people and like the world around him is interesting enough. Some of the performances are. Th- fucking solid gold and then constantine the main goddamn character is the most like two-dimensional dry piece of paper i will say he's he's a fine character if he wasn't constantine yeah right this if this was like a van helsing movie i think it could have worked you know what i mean like the idea of just like a guy who hunts demons and it was just a a character named oh yeah i think the movie movie gets instantly better yeah it's a good movie it's not necessarily a good constantine movie yeah, yeah right. I also do still find the plot to be super at like really confusing and not well put together because it feels like the first half of the movie is a movie about him trying to figure out why the sister committed suicide and then they do but it's really not connected all that well with the end plot which is Gabriel is turned evil I guess question mark and that's just like that's I mean like I just felt like the the third act fell apart I almost wonder if there was scenes they cut out or something mm-hmm and I think Gabriel wanted to, you know, he was talking about how how spoiled humans are because they have this chance at paradise or whatever, and they don't take it. And I think he wanted that, maybe. And that's why he was trying to be in charge on Earth with the sun. I don't I don't know. You're right. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I mean, like, I, I get, like, the idea of why Gabriel did it in the, in the context of the film and the little dialogue it gives. Like, you know, you need to be worthy. You need to, humans need to be good to be worthy of, yeah. of God's love or whatever. I get that, but I'm like, there's no buildup in the movie to explain that. There's no... <clears throat> even the scenes between Gabriel and John at the beginning, they don't set up that like, Gabriel is annoyed. Like, to be like, ah, oh, I'm so tired of humans always yeah. whining. You know, you're, yeah. you're given the one gift, you know? Because that's an archetype in a lot of, uh, like, comics that have angels and stuff in it, is the idea that angels sometimes become annoyed. You know, like, I mean, that's the whole premise of... Paradise Lost is that Lucifer is mad because God says man will inherit the earth and he's he's his favorite creation and Lucifer is all pissed off because he's like why do they get everything and we don't and that's you know the the premise of Milton's book so I mean it's like kind of like a classic archetype it's just there's no buildup in this movie it's just all of a sudden it's like oh yeah Gabriel's the bad guy now I know you thought it was unnamed uh they named him at some point but I don't remember the Hispanic guy no, the, the... Oh, the son of the devil. Yeah, son. yeah. I meant, like, you think the... Like, the... I don't know. It just seems like... At first, I was like, is the Spear of Destiny the bad guy? 
Because like it yeah. made that guy it possessed. I, they never explained how he got possessed. And by I was, what should be a holy relic. Yeah, like also, why did they take if 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 they could just grab Rachel Rachel what's her bucket and just pull her across the the whole city? Couldn't they have pulled that Hispanic guy instead of making him walk all that way? Couldn't they have pulled her all the way to Mexico? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Couldn't they have met up in the field of dead cattle? Which also is wasn't part of that plan. Killing cattle either. Was it part of their plan that he was going to find that? Like, yeah, I, yeah, that was also very. It was almost like they were like, "Oh shit, somebody found it." I, that's what I mean. There was like a lot of was things his, never explained. Was his plan? He was. He's like, "I'm going to, I'm going to convince Gabriel to abandon God, and I'm going to assemble everything I need to come to Earth." And then at some point, I don't know when, a Hispanic guy is going to find something in the desert. Maybe, maybe they just they created like a Facebook event, and it just happened to fall into place. Where the guy brought the spear to them. Yeah, well, originally, Amon, or whatever his name is, the devil's son, had just put he was, like, maybe going to go. So that's why... Like, God <laughs> I'm interested. Was... Also, it seemed weird that God didn't make any effort to stop yeah. the world. I thought that I'm was evident, you know. Yeah, it's like, he, then he, he shows up to chastise Gabriel and, and turn her or turn him her, her mortal. I was like, that so was, he's, that he's like, like that. that detailed to know that he should punish Gabriel? But not detailed enough to be like, ooh, I should probably stop the Antichrist from being born. It just seemed very this, bizarre. This this is this is like three scripts half written, like chucked in a blender. <laughs> With a Constantine comic chucked well, I still, in. I still I still like this movie. I think part of it I got a I got a confession to make to you guys. I hadn't okay. actually been familiar with the character Constantine until I saw this movie. I I'd always been this, like a Marvel fanboy and I only liked Batman. That was the only DC character I liked. And then I saw this, this got you into the this the com- yeah this got me into the comic so I saw this. that's amazing and oh, I didn't wow. you know it was a comic book and I, I saw this I was like I like this movie because like we said it's a good movie it's not necessarily a good Constantine yeah character. if I saw this dry like completely dry without yeah. any awareness of the comic so, like, I would be turned on at all fine with it yeah just total dry half so, yeah. job I'd I'd be into this yeah so I was real into it and I was like oh man I gotta investigate this more and then I found out I was like holy shit there's thousands of comics based on this and I just got into them and started reading them and really liked the character. To be clear, not based on, on the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess that the movie paid off then, guys. Yeah. I was staggered when <coughs> some of the earliest Constantine stuff Excuse is. Me, it's, like, it's like it's like, uh, like like 1990, like some of the early stuff. is like... Up to 88. Uh, 88, really? Yeah, Shit. Yeah, yeah, his, his, I, I did not think it was that old. I thought it was much... solo 88. And actually, he's, he's one of the only comic characters to age in his series. Like, he... The 88 series, it went from 88 to, like, 2003, I think. And he aged alongside of, like, he started out at age, like, 25 or whatever. And by the end, he was about 60 years old. And he was, like, gray-haired and... Damn, that's cool. Yeah, it was really oh. cool. It was a really cool... Is this, isn't, he, isn't he an Alan Moore creation? Am yeah, he is an Alan Moore creation. And actually, another interesting story about that, I don't know if you guys read this at all, Alan Moore claims to have met John Constantine twice, like the John Constantine. He's a maniac. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> he said once that person. he was uh, in a bar, and John Constantine walked by and said something to him. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm gonna Google it. Um, but yeah, he claims that he he met John Constantine twice in his life. That's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Moore. gonna say let's." Let's believe that that's true. I, I yeah. will tell you that uh, this is one of, I think this may have been the first film that he turned down. He is not listed as the creator of Constantine in the movie, in the credits. The artist no, no. who drew him is listed. 
Alan Moore took his, he said he didn't want any credit and all the money he would receive for them using his character he gave to the artist because he had had such, like, um, From Hell had already come out and maybe V for Vendetta or no? Not I think even, it's too early for V, but but yeah. There was another movie they had done based off of his comics and they had been real, maybe League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, I think that was later too. Anyways, they had done it and he was just so annoyed that he was just like, take my name off it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Don't tell people I came up with the character. Yeah. Give my money to the artist. And he did that too for Watchmen. He hates Hollywood, yeah. He hates DC. Um, and I saw, yeah, so I found it. <clears throat> so well, the first time he saw him, he was sitting at a sandwich bar. And up the stairs came John Constantine. He was wearing the trench coat, the shortcut. Um, and he said he looked exactly like John Constantine. He looked at me, stared me straight in the eyes, smiled, nodded almost conspiratorially, and then walked around the corner and left. And that was just Sting coming to get a sandwich. <laughs> he, said, he, he makes a point to say it wasn't Sting. Uh, actually, that's true. <laughs> and No, I'm, I'm being serious. He actually says that because he based the physical description on Sting. Because John Constantine actually when he was younger, was in a band called Mucus Membrane, and he basically stole his look from, from uh, Sting. He looked like Sting a lot. Uh, Can you just imagine, like, a, a wide-eyed Alan Moore with his crazy yeah. beard and his weird I outfit? Like, I saw John Constantine, and it wasn't Sting, I swear! This is my favorite one. <laughs> I enjoy the fact that he knew enough to be like, I should I should classify, this was not Sting. <laughs> yeah, right. I know who Sting is, guys, and this was the, not him. The second time he said... Years later, in another place, he steps out of the dark and speaks to me. He whispers, and this is the most John Constantine shit. I'll tell you the ultimate secret of magic. Any cunt can do it. And that's, that's I mean, that's ultimate John Constantine, right? That's something he would say. But, I mean, of course, the creator of John Constantine would say that he met John Constantine and he said that to him. Or, uh, he didn't mention the location. Where was that shit saying? What other sandwich bar was he at for that second one? Was he at, like, a Chipotle when that happened? <laughs> I love if Alan Moore was ever in a Chipotle. I don't care what the situation is that led to it. I just want to watch it and be like, is that Charles Manson? Oh, no, never mind. It's Alan Moore. Yeah, but John Constantine also reading the series is actually what got me into Warren Ellis. Like, Warren Ellis is my favorite comic. Right? Yeah. And yeah. His, run on, uh, his run on Hellblade is actually probably, I think, what what transformed the character the most. Like, made him actually a mage and, you know, the con man that he is. Yeah, Warren Ellis is like one of my. It's probably my favorite. He's my favorite comic book uh, yeah. writer for sure. Obsessed with him. Uh, well, amazing, awesome. This has been actually a really good discussion about this movie. I was surprised. I wasn't sure how this was going to go because when you have these like movies where it's like it's not the worst movie you've ever seen and it's not the worst adaptation, you're kind of just like, well, I don't. I hope I have enough to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this maybe you guys is... will have me on more than Mike Hayes. I'm coming for you, Mike Hayes. Yeah, you got. You're already halfway there. We got beef now, Hayes. Uh oh, guys! Internet beef. So I don't think Mike Hayes listens to this show, though. So he'll never know. <laughs> he does. Oh, he, he does. does. Good. Um, but but I want to as we as we come to a wrap here. I, I, I had a quick question. This is a hard thing to answer, so I almost don't want to ask it. But I, I know it's. I'm just really curious, Shulte. If you could contribute to a Constantine movie that you think would work, do you know an actor, or maybe even just like a storyline that would be like? Or just any, any any vague ideas of what would make a good Constantine movie work? Uh, man, I always thought that um, <laughs> I can't think of his name right now. God damn! Just it. tell me where he's from. I got the uh, Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law. Oh, Jude Law. I always okay, thought I Jude it. Law would make a good Constantine. Um, yeah. Especially after seeing uh, Sir Dom. Wait, Dom. Uh, 
What fucking movie did you see with Jude Law that made you think he'd be a good Constantine? The movie, it's called Dom... Oh, man, he's a con... <sighs> Don, let's see, Jude Law, Dom... Dom, Dom Con. Okay, no. Dom Hemingway. He, he plays a grimy British con man. And watching that, I was like, holy shit, this is John Constantine. And Jude Law's, you know, he's pretty, so he can pull off the charismatic pretty boy look. And uh, as far as, like, the plot, like, the story, I don't even know. I think... <clears throat> man, I don't know. There's so many good ones. I think... Uh, Damn, I don't know. There's there's so much you can do with that character because there's yeah, so much no, that's been done. That's why I thought a TV show would be good. Unfortunately, yeah. they blew it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think that wraps us up on Constantine. Pogues, you I was gonna say, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about it? Uh, no, no. I think I think I, we've covered it front to back. Uh, love Peter Stormare. Love everyone but Keanu Reeves. All right. I <laughs> can literally. I have one more note that I've been trying to figure out. That's why I've been quiet for like a couple minutes. I've been trying to figure out what the fuck it says. And I have no clue. Tell I can't us. figure it out. Tell us. I can't even figure out what the words Let are. Let us help you. Just, just text it to me after the episode. Okay. It'll oh. just be gibberish. One, one thing, one thing. Did you guys notice how when at the end hospital where they had all those demons just standing around waiting for some reason? Yeah, weird. So the shot where they all look back, like they all look back when he says he hears hell talk or hell speak or whatever it is. And they all look from, like, the camera's focused from the right. And then he come, he walks in the room, he's like, hi, I'm John Constantine. And they, they just stand there and let him light the sprinklers. It's the same shot, but just flipped. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. I was God like, damn that's it. cheap, but all right. You had 100 mil. Right. 100 mil, guys. Can't take more than one take. Jesus hey, man, sometimes you're at the editing room and you realize they never got you the coverage you needed. <laughs> just got to make it work. Don't we all feel that way? <laughs> all right. Well, Schulte, I have a, one question for you before okay. we, we we wrap this up. Okay. Uh, you are the most prevalent commenter on our episodes on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. Will you comment on the episode you were on? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I thought about that. I was like, how's that going to work? Am I going to contradict myself and yell at myself for talking bad about a movie? Online? You should be really disparaging. Oh man, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to listen to it at work. That's why I usually listen to it. Uh, boss, don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and just comment like I'm some sort of anti Wait, wait to tell them not to listen to it. Right, right. Through. At the end, yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to comment like, I hate Ryan Schulte. I hate that guy. He ruined this for me. Why is he talking bad about this movie? Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a it'll, performance piece. It'll be piece. good. All right. Uh, also, if you could, when you leave comments, if you could leave some context clues so I can figure out what the fuck you're talking about. You know? <laughs> sometimes sometimes, sometimes you, you. You, li- you list like, I know, right? And I'm like, man, I don't want to go back to that timestamp and let figure me, out yeah, what the fuck he's talking about. The internet here, they actually, um, you comment and it shows the time. I know. I just don't want to go back and listen to the episode. You don't have to listen to the episode. You just click the time. Look, bro, I, I'm a busy man. I got things to do at work, like listen to other people's podcasts. All right. I'll start, I'll start notating and, and uh, let me know too. It'll be interesting. Let me know how awkward it is for you to listen to a podcast you're on. Oh, I love hearing my own voice. Oh, really? Can't stand I, my yeah, own voice, I'm guys. Really I know it's ironic. Uh, cannot stand it. Uh, so that's... Schulte, is there a place you want to direct people to find you if they uh, if they enjoyed your... Like your home uh, address? If you're looking yeah. for me, uh, I don't really create things like my friends here except for beer. Uh, if you can it's find me on Fifth sale. Street or the Isn't Oregon it? District a lot, I don't... It's not on the internet. Okay, you don't have like a Twitter. Or anything? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't Twitter. Uh, I have the Instagrams. 
You can find me at Schultegram if you want to look at pictures of my dog and my hot wife. Um, That's actually a pretty good sales pitch. Yeah. And Who I doesn't love a good, a good hot dog wife? I got, I got a Facebook if you want to hear me yell about politics. and. Don't follow him on Facebook, Don't guys. follow me on Facebook. <laughs> you won't like me. Uh, as always, you can find me at the Disco Pony on Twitter or my joke Twitter at the Strange Log and my website, therealbenchapman.com. Um, good at this now, Pogues? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Pogues. You can go to my Twitter, but I never tweet. It's the same thing. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at NAOS Pod on Twitter or comment at facebook.com slash NAOS Pod. We do read comments except for Schulte's <laughs> on the mini episodes. He Not made sure. sure to point that out to me. Uh, so go ahead and leave leave some comments there. We'll read them on the next mini episode. If there's something in the episode that you can't believe we missed or something we brought up that we didn't resolve or whatever you want to say, leave us a message there. We're still selling the Heaver shirts, but nobody's going to buy them, so I'm not going to bother giving the address. <laughs> and I will be sold? one. <laughs> <laughs> although, I'm telling you, we, we need a logo shirt. Although that would be legit one more than I ever thought we would sell, and it, neither me nor Ben bought it, so... <laughs> Well, make a Schulte shirt, number one fan Schulte, and then oh, he'll, he'll, buy, he'll buy that, and we'll have, we'll have two shirts Schulte. My mom will he'll buy one. Because he'll give one to his wife. Yeah. My mom will buy one, yeah. Oh, Already, yeah. this is a better idea, so so get on this, folks. Uh, I will also be, if you are in the Dayton, Dayton-ish, Cincinnati, Columbus area in Ohio, I will be at Gem City Comic Con yeah. April 2nd and 3rd, next to uh, Ian Schulte's buddy, Andy Daly. We'll be there, come by, say hi. I'm in Chicago. Uh, is that close? Uh, or... Yeah, it is, man. So if you're not there April 2nd or 3rd, I'm going to be super pissed. It's hop on the Hyperloop, dude. Come on. Shit. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps us up. So to take us out, uh, here's Constantine according to IMD keywords. Licking finger. Oh, no. Why is Catholic. That a Mortal sin. Blowing smoke in someone's face. Jumping into a pool with clothes on. <laughs> Melting woman. Nipples visible through clothing. Oh, yeah. Exploding body. Yep. yep. <laughs> Those are accurate. I'm just glad to know that I wasn't the only one that noticed the nipples. So. <laughs> Everyone. No, IMDb's got your back. Thanks, the internet. <laughs>